Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming to you live here on this Friday night. We're here at the uh, 724 Lounge doing our Rocky Patel event with Kurt's birthday bash. And a bash it is. I'm yeah, here with Nicotine, Dave and Confused, Mike, who's some rep guy for somebody. Mike Patel. <laughs> Rocky Patel and then Kurt Kendall. Mike Pappy Patel. The man, the myth, the legends. Absolutely. We've got a full house here tonight. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, what are we smoking, Pat? We're smoking the 60 Bala which is a limited edition size for the TAA that came out uh, this earlier this year. And then I don't even, what are we drinking? Well, hey, Kurt, what are we drinking? What are we drinking, Kurt? This is uh, it's, it's a tequila that a lot of people aren't familiar with. It's called Taurus. Taurus. And it's uh, kind of a unknown brand amongst the oh, uh, sorry, Rocky. regular no, tequila guys. But uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It, it's very smooth. We're drinking the Anejo. This ain't Pappy. <laughs> Definitely not. Very nice. Ooh. I got the Pappy at the house for you, Mike. Wow, that is, that is sweet. That is really sweet. That's good stuff. Oh, we're going to share? Yeah, why not? Oh, I, I have a little it. bit of bourbon left. Oh, all right. We didn't have enough. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a deep... Raisin sweet taste to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Raisin. Wicked smooth. That is really nice. Yeah. Love the finish. That lingering, is lingering caramel. It's yeah. kind of like if you yeah. eat a bowl of raisin bran and oh. then you drink the milk out of the bowl caramel. at the end. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Well, you got to live it. I mean, you got to leave it to Kurt to come up with tequilas. He has probably, I've been traveling all around the country, and uh, very few people were connoisseurs of tequila. I think Kurt was the first one that really became a true connoisseur. I mean, Everyone knows the commercial brands, but he actually went down to Guadalajara. He's been down to Mexico at all the uh, different, you know, distilleries that are making the tequila. He's been doing this for, I think, over a decade. And he's got some unique, unique small boutique tequila brands that are unbelievable. He, I think four years ago, three years ago, he started introducing me to some of them. And they have distinguished particular unique taste profile some of them taste like brandy some taste like scotch and i'm not saying exactly like a brandy or scotch but they have the profile and flavor because we all think of tequila as a certain commercial tequila that we've been used to for the last 25 30 years but these tequilas are sipping tequilas that are so refined so cool and they're just very very different and wow. this is special it's got layers layers of flavor complexity and balance yeah. and uh uh, he, he definitely knows his tequilas. I'll give oh, yeah. him that much. Honestly, prior to working at Twins, I don't think I would have ever reached for a tequila. I know, no, right? But absolutely not. This is like amazing. Like I, 
if someone put this in front of me and said you're drinking tequila, I probably wouldn't have believed him. It tastes, to me, it tastes like a nice aged single malt scotch. Because it has that flavoring, it has a little barrel in there. It's really, really subtle, smooth. It's got that, like Rocky said, that deep caramel right at the finish. It's so beautiful. It's it has really just a nice. A little so, bit of spice. We're gonna run it even like a Caribbean rum, like a single barrel. Caribbean. I know, right? No, not that sweet. Nice I, I drink I, a lot of Caribbean rums. So not that sweet. I, I agree with you. I think if, if if everybody were blind tasting this, yes, and nobody knew it was a tequila, yeah. you would probably, I would probably say it's closer to a scotch before I would pick any other alcohol. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah. blind tasting it, you'd really think it's a scotch. That's how incredible it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so, gentlemen, it's Kurt's 60th birthday. Here we are. Six happy birthday, yeah, happy Kurt! Birthday. 26 years since he built this beautiful lounge. He had a vision. I remember when he started, you know, he had that single store, which was kind of unique and cool. And he always promoted great premium cigars. He always was about building relationships. He was passionate about this business. It's a relationship business. And he had a vision and a dream. And his lifestyle, motorcycles, cars tattoos all that fun stuff don't forget antiques the the antiques oh yeah he's the greatest <laughs> antique collector of all time you're right and he's brought it all together and this beautiful he's got a great retail store downstairs one of the biggest humidors in the country and the 724 club over here i mean look at the whiskeys look at the collection of tequilas the bourbons yeah he's got it all and a great cast of characters and great employees so uh it's it's uh you know very special this is what the premium cigar industry needs is more people like Kurt that promote the industry and, and create a lifestyle. Uh, we're, not the the out, we're not the outcasts anymore. We have a place where we can smoke a cigar and enjoy fine spirits, and that's what he's created. Thanks off and happy 60th, buddy. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. definitely a destination. I mean, this is worth a road trip. We were here a couple weeks ago. We had folks here that were from all over the country. We even had a gentleman from South Africa that was oh, here wow. having a cigar. We had two people from France today. Yes, we did. We yep. had two people from France come. They traveled today. all the yeah. way over for Kurt Kendall. Yep. I think one of the unique things about just the twin story that I love is, you know, I think before twins, from feedback I've heard and then just from what I've, you know, like podcasts I've seen, it's, you know, New Hampshire isn't really a place you would expect a premium cigar facility to be located. I know, like, one of Kurt's aspirations when he opened Twins was to, you know, take all the experiences he's had, all the lounges he's visited, and then take everything that you like from those and then make a premium facility in a spot that you wouldn't quite expect one to be. And then seeing kind of that vision and then couple that with the fact that he opened up a retail when it was literally impossible to do it i know rocky has the same kind of story where he just started eating into back and it was hard for him he was peddling cigars like trying to find those relationships and then that kind of process just naturally brought you two together and then you two were like obviously very very close friends and i, I just it's it's such a good story and then you just look at what what twins is today and it's it's insane you know like I, I i was never in the old location but you just drive by it and it's like that's the size of the humidor now you yeah know? Well, you hear the background noise. There's London, which is like a melting spot for all over the world, and there's London Dairy, right? <laughs> he's kind of created that. He's bringing London right here to New Hampshire. Absolutely. <laughs> Full Absolutely. parking lot any day of the week. I'm here all different days of the week. And, That's you know, a good I'm, problem. I'm coming to have my, have my call with you and Sean and Dan and everybody, and I can't even find a pocket spot Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> That's why we have a hook set crowd. They're like, it's too busy. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is good. When, and I bought, when I bought this building, I thought, well, wow, we got plenty of parking. We yeah, saw it out right. there earlier today. Yeah. Oh, my crazy. God. And then the fire department. It was so hard to fit that hook and ladder in here. It was such a big <laughs> That was a tight squeeze. Yeah. I thought somebody was half going to get towed there. Oh, Kurt's yeah. birthday party was so hot, the fire department came. Well, the reason they came, they, they couldn't find a parking spot, so they had to turn on the lights and come over here because yep. they wanted to get cigars. And they said, the only way we can do this is let's, let's turn on the lights and pretend there's a fire over there. They came in, got their cigars, got out. Yeah, they did. Well, they did leave yeah. with a box of uh, Rocky Patel twins. Smoke shop 25th anniversary cigars. Nice. That's awesome. That's how you do it. And even on the 25th topic, so one of the things I wanted to ask Rocky was so when you smoke the twins' 25th anniversary, you can just see how much effort was put into it, how much passion was put into it. So I want to know from your end, like, like how much did you like, did you put into that cigar? Because when you smoke it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Well, you know. Kurt is one of my oldest friends in the business, and I respect him very much. And I wanted to surprise him for his 60th birthday. It's kind of a big deal. And the 25th anniversary is, is kind of a, 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 a milestone uh, in a business. And to be successful, I've seen so many people come and go over the years. Everybody gets in the cigar business, and they think they can make it because they see one of their friends or other people make it. They go, oh, it's an easy business. So it's really not. It's a very trying, difficult business, and you really – you you really spend your lifetime working on it. You're sacrificing family, friends, relationships, late hours, endless time to build it. The risks you take, the amount of inventory that you have to have down in the humidor, the inventory that you have to have up at the bar. <laughs> and it's an endless journey. So, you know, I really wanted to come up. I didn't want to make just something for a 20, 25th anniversary unless it was special. And we went out and fought and tried to find some of the rarest tobaccos, the Corolla wrapper that I talked about. It's like a Habano seed, but it's real Corolla seed grown in Honduras, which is very hard to find. And then some of the Hamastron and Nicaraguan fillers that were aged and old, and we let the cigar sit for four or five months, let it age after it's rolled. So I think it's special, and I think the cigar's got layers of flavor. It's got a lot of character. It's got some lingering spice. Uh, it's medium-bodied, but it's got the sweetness. It's got the spice, like I mentioned, and I think it's a good cigar. I don't get to smoke enough, unfortunately, because... All those cigars come into our warehouse and go right to Kurt. I can't dig into those boxes. So I finally got a chance to finally enjoy one tonight uh, after a long time since I blended it. And I think it's a good cigar. And we're very proud of it. And we wanted to make sure it was a great cigar that he could be proud of. And uh, hopefully the customers enjoy it. And what was your reaction, Kurt? I mean, like, even the box, it's every component of that cigar is Kurt Kendall. We did it in Honduras. That was the yeah, first time you saw it. <clears throat> <coughs> I've been a little under the weather, so it's keeping my voice safe. But yeah, I was blown away by it. We uh, were in Honduras, and uh, we did have a chance to uh, smoke the cigar with Marissa. And, uh, and then she showed us the box when we walked through the box factory. And, uh, you know, it was exactly what I... I didn't envision it, but it was exactly what I would have loved, you know, with, the, with all the gold and black and the twin smoke shop. Really, it really is special. It's simple, but it speaks to Kurt. You know what I mean? It's not flashy. It's not. It's actually down to the basic factory look, right? That's what's. That's if you look at the 724 brand, it, it really looks like it came right out of the factory, and that's what. I wanted to make the box to emulate kind of his 724 
mentality, which is it looks like it's straight out of the factory. It's not made out of China. The boxes are not flashy and blah. It's all about the cigar. So it's a simple, but it's an elegant, clean box, uh, and it's got detail in it. And then the cigar speaks for itself. Yeah, it's so funny. Like we have customers coming in saying, "That's a Rocky cigar." <laughs> like oh, they just think it's twins, you know. And I just thought that was, I thought that was really like, you know, a really nice thank you to Kurt. Because it was like you're just in the background of the box art and stuff like that. And it was like more about Kurt. And I thought that was like, uh, I thought it was the best out of the anniversary cigars. Absolutely. Thank oh, you. Yes. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for making that happen. Absolutely. So. By the way, we're, we have a famous celebrity uh, right here in, in our audience, uh, Joey. Uh, Joey. You know, we got hey, Joey, Joey, the famous celebrity in the audience. If you don't know, you'll, you'll find Joey touring the world uh, on behalf of Rocky Patel. Uh, Hopefully in the next year or two. So uh, look out for him. Um, he's our good luck. He's child. holding that pint glass. It's like half the size of him. He's going to drink that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's been drinking that Willet, too. Let's, yeah. talk, that let's Willet. talk about that special barrel that Kurt yeah. went down. Kurt and Mike and Max went down to uh, Kentucky, and they actually hand-selected one of the rarest bourbons in the world. They spent uh, four days. Uh, on my dime doing it and uh, uh, we actually got uh, we got the opportunity to taste that bourbon what a bourbon wow what a uh, tell us a little bit about that bourbon mike you can chime in too please All right, definitely well i just want to you know i'll take the opportunity to, to again thank you very much for providing me the opportunity to go with you i know Kurt called me up and he's like it finally happened i got my barrel pick of the willet which you were trying to do for what three years three and a half yeah. years and he's like, I know how much you love bourbon, and I respect your palate, and I know nobody else would, would appreciate the experience like you, and there I was. I had never seen a barrel pick of Willet, uh, and then Pete Johnson came out with uh, a variety for his Saints and Sinners, I believe, and he, uh, the bottles all went to the, his representatives, or his, uh, his members, so... I asked him if he could hook me up with uh, the contact to do that because he knew Drew, who's the uh, master distiller. So it didn't go very far, and uh, we, I just kept pursuing it. I kept asking around and meeting people, and finally, after about three years of uh, trying to make it happen, I, we got an invitation to go and pick out a barrel. So uh, the experience is incredible. Yeah, the experience was incredible, but they, they also said you, you have to pick it by the end of the year. And uh, I said, man, we got like three weeks to do it, and uh, I got to get down there and make it happen. So they they actually uh, extended it a little bit. I think they we did. ended up doing it in January. We had a conflict at the first day, too, we tried to do it. And uh, there was an ice storm that day in uh kentucky and we uh got out to our car after the hotel out of the hotel in the morning and the car was frozen over solid and uh by the time we got to the uh distillery they had closed like all the roads were closed but they uh they still invited us in they gave us a tour and then uh, we went to the willet mansion and picked out this uh this variety so this is a uh it's actually a 10 year old bourbon to the day when we picked it, it to, the day. to the day to the day it's uh 
bottle that it's uh, exclusively for Twin Smoke Shop's uh, 25th anniversary. Nice. So, and this is this bourbon 130 is 130 proof. 130 proof. I'm a big it's bourbon guy. They, they don't call me Pappy Mike for nothing. Pappy Mike. And uh, I drink a lot of bourbons, and I, I've been drinking a lot recently. The Stag Junior it used to be Junior, now it's just Stag, the small one, not the George T. That is 132. Very hot, tons of flavor, but a real hot bourbon. This is 130. Same thing. And it's so smooth, so complex in the flavors, like you, like you described, layers of flavor in that bourbon. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna drink a 130 proof bourbon that's gonna be as smooth and flavorful as that. No, no there's not there's not many bourbons out there that that even crest 130 that are gonna probably be as flavorful as that. I mean, you would probably have to go to the scotches, but the scotches are not even close to over a hundred. So I mean, right. uh, you know, Kurt, you know, Christmas is coming up and twins, you know. It'd be my nice dad, to get... My dad used to always say that Christmas. I mean, this is Christmas. Bo- <laughs> Christmas is coming, Kurt. This, you know, this is bottle yeah. eighteen of one forty-six, and and you guys went through um, <clears throat> the first round of tastings, and you thought you had something good, and then the master blender came to you and said, "Well, are you sure?" And then you said, "Well, maybe we have some more to try." And then he gave you like eight more bourbons, and then when you guys were like on the sixth out of the second round, he said. That's it. That's it. And it just happened to it be the most expensive barrel. Yeah. It was the so, oldest the, bourbon, the most expensive the bourbon. One, yeah. So <laughs> it, it sounds you know, like, like yep. uh, Yeah, it was. And, you know, we had already selected our barrel, and we were content with it. And then he said, oh, are you sure? We, you know, I have a few more varieties. So we tried it. And, uh, excuse me. And then Max fell asleep after tastings because yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the alcohol was so fell, quite. fell asleep and at then, the table, uh, at the tasting table. Yeah, yeah. At the tasting table. Yeah, tasting, I, started, I started Mike, talking gibberish. Yeah, oh, Mike man. was talking gibberish. When you're gibberish. tasting 130 proof bourbons for like two and a half hours. I was going to say, get, how many yeah. how many tastings did you guys go through before you hit that bottle? Well, we had seven seven or eight varieties, and then but we went around. We went around the table oh, a couple times. Oh man! Times. Just to make sure they gave sure. us the notepad. Sure. They gave us a really nice leather notebook, and we took notes on every bourbon that we tried, the tasting notes and the flavors, and you know they had saltines and water in between. And you, you drink oh, a yeah. pretty hefty amount of bourbon before you get to the point where we all at the same time too. On like it sounds cliche, but literally all at the same time. We tasted it. We put it down. We looked at each other like, this is the one. Like, oh, yeah. we knew the second we tasted it, that's the one we have, yeah. we have to do. I, I wow. wish I could see the notes from the beginning to the end. To <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then they went to the bars, and then they went to the Willard Bar, where I hear you got to have their famous egg sandwich. Oh, it's amazing. So it's supposed oh, yeah. to be one of the best egg sandwiches in the world. So uh, We watched the guy so. make it. It was like he was painting a Picasso. Really? I mean, the way he made Just that egg salad egg sandwich, egg. and then we're, like, looking like, this is weird. Like, egg I make salad. those in three seconds at my house, and we <laughs> ate it. We're like, you're never going to get a better not an egg, egg sandwich that you get. But it was a deviled egg sandwich. Deviled egg. Yes, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. an egg sandwich. Right. It was a deviled, deviled egg, egg sandwich, sandwich, which is special. Yeah, it was special. So we're pairing it today with, uh, obviously, with uh, Kurt's uh, 25th anniversary cigar, and then we have another special cigar, the Rocky Patel 60. Uh, which I'm very proud of. I don't want to pat my own back, but I I did turn 60 years yeah, old. Yeah, we'll pat it uh, I'm a little older than Kurt, and I'm 62 now, and we want to come up with something very, very special, and it's hard when you're making so many blends over decades, and, uh, you know, we found some of the oldest San Andreas wrapper from Mexico. Uh, we have our own farms in Esteli, Nicaragua, and Pondega, and now in Hamastron, but uh, we took some of the oldest tobaccos from Esteli, and from Condega, and uh, 
Uh, we've got two binders in this cigar, and uh, I, I made, I think, I want to say I made like 89 different blends, and we kept smoking them, smoking them. It came down to the final three blends, and I blend everything myself, and then finally I give it to pallets in my office that I trust, namely my brother Nish and another guy by the name of Adam, and they're blind tasting it, blind tasting it. And we loved this blend, but when I gave this blend to everybody, they loved it, and I said to them, I think it's just too strong. I think it's too full-bodied. I think there's a very small market that's going to smoke it. And it was fresh, so we didn't know because we didn't let it sit. And then after we let it sit for six months and eight months and we tried it, oh, my God, we said, this has that balance now. This has that sweetness. It's actually mellowed to a medium body. It's got the layers of coffee, caramel, espresso, but it's got that balance. And, uh, and I said, uh, we're going to love it. So... Uh, I think it's, uh, we're very proud of that cigar, and I, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I think it's been success for us. I think it was rated number two in Cigar Number two last year, Cigar Aficionado. And Rocky, correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember right, didn't you, um, after it was blended and rolled and ready to go, didn't you lock it under lock and key at the factory for a good we amount did. of time? Just, just nobody like, could even go near it. Just <laughs> like, well, the age-limited rare we put away for two years. Nobody had ever done that before. Literally, I'm not kidding you. When I came yeah. out with that, because now we're at that point where we want to make these limited special projects. And we built a humidor next to the factory. We, the humidor wasn't big enough to hold these cigars. We bought the house next to the factory, created a humidor in there, warehouse these cigars in there. And we did not smoke it after two months, four months, six months, nine months. We literally waited after two years after it came out and smoked it. And uh, here it is. It's a beautiful cigar. Great blend. Cool thing for me is I was fortunate enough to be invited to Rocky's 60th birthday party. And that's it, right, we launched. It was unbelievable. They had uh, food from around the world, different stations, and uh, they had cigars. There. <laughs> cigars, and they, they showcased the 60. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to enjoy it much. By the time I got done shaking hands, the party was over. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, shake hands. I, I think I had like two I, dances on the dance floor with this big band we brought in, and I said, you know, what the heck? We had so many people there. By the time I said hello to everybody, the party's over. And when the party was over, the best time I had was from 2 a.m. till 8 a.m., sat around with my best friends smoking cigars and drinking, and that was the best part of my 60th birthday. Wow. That's a birthday party right there. Mm -hmm. uh, I overdrank at that party. <laughs> uh, they poured me into a limo or a cab. And, uh, a limo or a cab. Yeah. It had wheels. It had wheels. That's all. It had wheels and a seat. Yeah. Rocky had everybody on his boat the next day, and I missed that. And uh, oh boy, that was bad. But that's the first time I tried that cigar. I remember going back to the guys and saying, "Hey, man, I really got to have a second one." Cause they were only giving like one out. They were super limited at the time, and uh, he shared an extra. Great plan, Rocky. So, Mike, we had the tasting earlier with Rocky, the VIP tasting, and then you guys came up here saying happy birthday. We heard that downstairs when we were working retail. And then you guys did raffles. What was yeah. the raffles for? Yeah, you guys so, had a bunch of raffles. We had the big grand prize. Can you talk about that a little bit? A little we bit? had an incredible promotion uh, with twins <laughs> over the last couple of months. And uh, the short version of it, basically, you, you buy a box purchase, you got a raffle ticket, and all the little goodies that we give out as usual at yep. our, in our promotions in our event. And tonight was the culmination. And what we did was we picked uh, – we, we ended up doing five tonight. We were going to do four, but 
Rocky loves company, and I think we did five, so we're going to have a couple extra people there that are going to come. And the prize was tomorrow we're going to go to a lake house yep. up in Laconia, New Hampshire. Nice. And we're going to get there around 3 o'clock. We'll be there earlier, but the winners are going to come at around 3, and we're going to spend the day, the evening, and probably into the wee hours in the morning. Yeah. Eating great food, smoking cigars, some great liquor, all the mixes. Rocky's going to cook an incredible dish. I know Kurt's got some great barbecue that he had delivered. And um, it, it's just a really exciting thing. And it, what I love about it, and it really, for me, I mean, everybody's heard my story and how I ended up at Rocky Patel, meeting Rocky at Cigar Fest, one of the first ones years ago. And Rocky Patel and Rocky Patel Cigars is like a family. And it's not just the family that's working here. It's the extended family of the retailers like Kurt and the consumers. And that's why tonight when we were sitting here, Rocky's like, no, let's, let's get a few more people. Let's have a few more people there. He wants to be around the consumers and enjoy the cigars with people and hear their stories and what they love of cigars. And I think it's just a great part of what we do that, um, you know, you don't get to do that. I, I'm, a, I'm a consumer first. I mean, I started off in cigars, and now here I am on the other side. But what an awesome experience to be able to spend a whole day with the guy that makes the cigars that you love to smoke and you're talking about it, you're hearing the story. We just heard a snapshot right here on this podcast, yeah. but we're going to spend the day telling stories, you know, asking questions. I still do it. <laughs> That's going down do. memory lane. Yeah, and, uh, sure and Kurt's going to be there, and this is your this is your people. This is your, your customers, you know. That's right. Well, the entire business, the, the way I look at it, uh, cigars is a relationship business, but it accompanies good spirits. It accompanies good food. Uh, you know, in this day and age when everybody's on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whether you're walking through an airport or wherever you are, people are on their phones. This is the single most product in the world that brings people together. You can actually have a conversation about life, about politics, about sports. It doesn't matter what race, religion, culture, how rich, how poor you are, what education you have what philosophy in life you have, you actually have a physical conversation. And I've always said this, if you brought the world with what the, with, what the atrocities that are going on in the world right now in Israel, in Ukraine, if you brought the world leaders together and they smoked a cigar and had a tequila or a scotch, I think that the world would be in a much better place and there would be much more love in the world. I 100% agree yeah, with that. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah. Salute. Salute. I mean, we had John and James here earlier tonight. They've been big winners in a lot of the promotions we've had. And just another example, those, those guys won a promotion that we did. We went down to Naples. We went to Bird. We went to the, to the warehouse, and the office had a great time. And that was the prize. Oh, don't forget we the have fishing a, and, trip. and then in the end, it wasn't the prize because Rocky's like, hey, guys, like, hey, this is great. You know, what's your name? Who are you guys? Next thing you know, we're back at Rocky's house. He's cooking food for us with it at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, drinking tequilas and bourbons and smoking cigars and to me, that just speaks to what this whole industry is about, and, uh, and I think absolutely. we, I think we really do set the bar with that. I mean, I, who am I, Mike Larivia, the rep here? But I come in here tonight, and no less than 25 people coming up, giving me a hug, shaking my hand, hey, good to see you, asking me about, you know, how I'm doing with my back, because everybody knows I, you know, I, I hurt my back, and I, I just think it's it's so special about this industry where. You know, you're, you're developing friendships and relationships I'll never that last. that trip you know? and that, especially that fishing trip. Yeah. Oh, you definitely won't. Kurt fed more fish than anyone. <laughs> we were catching them. Let me tell you, we were catching them because Kurt was feeding them. Uh, 
It was over the stern. <laughs> yeah, but I, we, well, and, and Rocky's got the map of the, all maps about fishing because literally we're on the boat with the captain and with and, and Rocky's like, hey, what do you want to catch? I'm like, ah, I'd like to catch him snapper. All right, bing, bang, boom, boom. Put the rod down before it's even all the way down. You're catching a snapper. Oh, what do you want to catch now? Oh, I think I, I want to Amber catch a grouper. Amberjack. Oh, we caught the. It was the first day of the amberjack season. As soon as we pulled up, and and, and I said, as soon as the boat stopped. He told me I was eating. I said, He's like, don't, don't, don't stop eating. I said, within seven seconds, you're gonna get an amberjack that's the size of your body. And sure enough, bam. I remember I took wow. this damage, and you're like, Mike, don't, like, don't. You you need to like the. If the hook's going to go down, you're going to get one real quick. I'm like, ah, I'm hungry. I'm going to have a little bit. Next thing you know, I'm like fumbling the sandwiches all on my lap. And like, fish on, fish on. Nice, nice. But, no, I mean, it, it truly is a beautiful business. And, and there's, there's a lot of people in this business that understand this, and I have a lot of respect for uh, Carlito Puente. is a very dear friend of mine. And uh, I got the opportunity to spend more time with him again in Spain. Uh, a few weeks ago, and he understands this business. It's about love and relationship. I think the Padron family, there's a lot of families that are out there uh, that respect and love uh, the Oliva family. Uh, there's a lot of families out there that realize, you know, and we all got together to fight the FDA. We, the biggest fear we had over the last decade was regulation from the government, right? The FDA regulations, uh, 380 some pages, and uh, don't misquote me, but. Uh, there were regulations that were going to wipe out 80% of the in industry, and the family-owned companies bonded together. Uh, we spent over $8 million, um, and we lobbied Congress, and we, we'd get 300 you know, signatures on a bill. We'd get it on the Senate side, and at the last minute, the exemption for premium cigars would get pulled out, pulled out by Mitch McConnell because of Philip Morris or whoever else. And finally, we went to the courts, and we went all through all three lawsuits. The first one was warning stickers. They wanted our beautiful boxes to have these ugly warning stickers that basically claimed that premium cigars cause cancer and et cetera, et cetera. And we took the science to the courts and the judge ruled in our favor and said, the FDA has not shown any evidence that premium cigars possess a health to the public at large and there's no youth access issues. The second lawsuit was against substantial equivalence, pre-market review. Every cigar had to go through constituent chemical testing. Again, the judge ruled there's no reason to take an entire industry and destroy it and make them spend hundreds of millions of dollars for something that is not going to benefit the public to show because they don't have a health risk. So why are you making them do this? And finally, the third lawsuit was to get rid of the entire FDA regulation. And again, the judge ruled in our favor and said, the regulation is overreaching, ambiguous, and arbitrary. And so, you know, and it was all based on science. So uh, I think that, you know, it, it's something that we've fought for. Uh, the biggest challenge we have as premium cigar makers is that, you know, we're very passionate about this art form. It's a cottage industry. But at the end of the end, we're lumped in with big tobacco. Well, this is a very unique industry. We are not big tobacco. It's very distinct and different. Uh, they're enjoyed by adults occasionally. Uh, they're an art form and a craft that is very different. And we certainly don't have children smoking them. So, uh, you know, you have anti-smoking regulation, you have taxes, you have all these issues. And, and you have the American Cancer Society, tobacco-free kids, you have American Lung Association, World Health Organization. All these people are blind and they don't understand. It's about education people about this art form and this craft that is so unique, there's so much work that goes into it. And I can talk about it for hours, but I'm not going to. But it was a monumental victory for the premium cigar industry. 
and uh, and I'm glad yeah, that we can have bars like this in New Hampshire because there's a lot in the state of New York, Minnesota, California. You can't even smoke anywhere, so it's unfortunate that we can't enjoy this beautiful craft somewhere and enjoy it. So it's important that you know Kurt has a place like this in New Hampshire where we can actually enjoy fine spirits and and cigars. Amen to that. Amen, baby. So we, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say. I was. Oh, what were you going to say? You were about to go, Nick. No, I was going <laughs> to. You interrupted him for nothing. <laughs> My apologies. Everyone's speechless. Come on. And by the way, I, I think gonna... this podcast is available in English for those of you that don't understand Mike. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a different channel where, you know, that Boston accent, if don't you be... don't understand, it's going to be available in English. Uh, just this is a wicked piss of podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the, the show runs with subtitles, so everybody will they'll understand them. They'll understand them. Right, so uh, great birthday party here tonight, Kurt. Yeah, yes, uh, happy great birthday to, to you, uh, and uh, congratulations, and uh, great to hang out with all of you, and uh, this has been a wonderful podcast, and uh, let's celebrate life, let's enjoy cigars, and for all of you out there, please join Cigar Rights of America, because 100% of what you do, your time, effort, and money goes to protecting your right and privilege to enjoy cigars everywhere. <coughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Well, that's a good end of the night. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys all coming out. Thank and, you. Uh, Thanks for having us. We appreciate you. And the we party's just started. Too. We've got two more days. Oh, <laughs> just getting there we go. Just getting warmed up. Just right? getting warmed up. We, we got, we're hosting all these guys tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then we got... Kurt's real celebration at his lake house on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, yep. And uh, so looking forward to it. That's going to be a hell of a weekend. Absolutely. And that's this not blowing smoke. Well, thank you for having us. Thanks we again. appreciate you. And uh, thanks, thank you for everything Nick, you guys thank you do. Guys. That, Mike, thank you for everything you guys do on the podcast to promote cigars and uh, spread the love of uh, premium cigars to the world. Absolutely. You guys make it easy. Thank you both. Thank Absolutely. You. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank Good night. Guys. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guard.